All right. Well, welcome to the first episode of Live from Jacks. Um, this is Jess and Megan. Hello. Your new life guides to this gigantic landmass of a city, Jacksonville, Florida, aka the River City, aka Bold City, aka Duval, <laughs> aka 904. Welcome, everybody. This is our first p- podcast ever, so take it a little easy on us. Uh, the reason we're doing this is because we looked around and we couldn't, and we didn't find a lot of podcasts about Jacksonville or opinions of life in Jacksonville um, from regular old Jacksonville people like me and Megan. Um, I don't really think there's much more, any podcast out there except for some news ones with WJCT. I saw some sports ones. Yeah, there's plenty of sports ones. We yeah. do love our sports ones <laughs> But I don't see a lot of people um, talking about Jacksonville and the life here and how much we've come and how we need to improve and, you know, and all the great things as well about this city. Um, we could be wrong. We could have Googled incorrectly when we put in podcasts and Jacksonville, Florida into the search bar. We could have misspelled something. There might be tons. <laughs> Maybe it's under Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there could be tons of podcasts and we're just ignorant. Um, but being 30 somethings, uh, we know. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, moms career women um we're busy and so we don't have a lot of time to read blogs and we knew that we'd like to hear have a podcast that we could listen to or um and so that's why we're doing it for you guys and we also were like oh here's an opportunity for us to be famous we like to be famous definitely megan is real famous on twitter (laughs) The city of Jacksonville loves me. So does AT&T <laughs> and every other vendor that's ever crossed the road. Dang. Okay. So something recently really cool happened to Jacksonville. Uh, we landed on a list of top 10 cities to live in. And we weren't number 10. We were actually number two. Yoo-hoo! Right under Austin, Texas, which is an amazing city. That, that's actually super cool because if you've ever been to Austin, you know how cool of a city Austin is and, and all the things that they have to do. So that that's pretty amazing that Jacksonville not only made the list, but uh, made it only right behind Austin, Texas. And if you've ever um, you know spoken to military families that relocated and decided to stay here in Jacksonville after living in multiple cities, there you know, a lot of them love it here, which is actually how I... I um, you know, w- was born here. Was my family was military, and they just fell in love with everything Jacksonville. And and I have to say, I think they made a good choice. So Megan is a one hundred percent native, born at Memorial Hospital on <laughs> University Boulevard. I still have the shirt. <laughs> my mom's a hoarder. <laughs> um, and I have lived in lived in Jacksonville since I was about thirteen. Um, had to make the big move. A shift while I was in middle school, which was always fun, I'm sure. Terrible. Um, so we've lived here a long time. Uh, we've had to grow up in this city. We've had to um, work here, go to school here, find fun things to do here. So we've really seen how Jacksonville has evolved over the years. And um, 
sometimes the progress is probably slower than we'd like it to be um, because we've had have been waiting so long for things like public transportation um, well better public transportation and um, just getting a piece of the culture that other large metropolitan cities like Jacksonville have concerts um, we actually have a decent theater um, thriving theater community now but that stuff wasn't always so so that's kind of going to be the theme of this show is all the things that we've seen happen over the past 15 years have really started to make Jacksonville the number two place to live in the United States. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to talk about what to expect from the show, um, just so that you guys get a better idea of what this show is all about. Uh, number one, it, this is going to be an adult show. Don't let don't let your kids listen. <laughs> We're we might accidentally cuss every once in a while. Uh, not a lot, but it will happen. Also, we're probably going to talk about drinking and some things that kids shouldn't probably hear. So this is just for you guys. Put the kids to bed. <laughs> Turn us on. Um, we're also not always going to be like. Jacksonville's the most amazing city in the world. Um, we're realistic about that. We have extensively traveled the U.S. and lived in different areas at times. Um, and there is a lot of cooler cities than us. But we do feel that Jacksonville has a lot of potential and that we have a, a younger community that needs to be, that once they're empowered, I think, they're really going to make this city great. Uh, we're not going to sit around and talk about a roundup of events that are happening each week. We'll talk about significant events and things that we think are great, but that won't be the focus of the show. We are going to talk about things um, that we'd like to see happen to make Jacksonville better. Um, there might be times that we're wrong, and feel free to tell us, um, but living in the city for 17 years for me and all of your life. I'm not going to give away your age. <laughs> 31 years. Go, go for it. Proud. Proud of 31 years. Um, we do feel like we're a little entitled to our opinions, so we'll be sharing them. Um, we're going to be interviewing people on the show, uh, normal people, um, things that are experts on, and we're going to talk about things and themes and things to help you live a better life in Jacksonville. So, Say you've moved here or say you've lived here for a while and you're like, where is the networking community or what's the best farmer's market to go to or how do I meet people in Jacksonville or what's, you know, how do I get into this outdoor scene that I keep hearing about in Jacksonville? Um, we're going to kind of talk about that and talk to people that work in those areas to kind of give you an insider information on everything you need to know about this city and then uh last but not least you're going to expect some sarcasm <laughs> it's just the way we are uh please don't get your feelings hurt um it's you know if you think we're being serious we're probably being sarcastic so we just want to prepare you for that 
And then the show will be about as long as we have something to say, uh, probably between 20 to 45 minutes. The time it takes Depends to, on the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, basically the time it takes you to drive 10 miles anywhere in Jacksonville on any given day. Right. <laughs> um, and then well, just to get this off of our chest, if you're tuning in because you found this link at some random place, be sure to follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Live From Jacks. If you want to tell us how great we did or not how great we did, you can tweet us. Uh, no one really checks Instagram comments or DMs. You could Facebook Messenger us, but that's not as cool because then we can't get into a Twitter fight. And I am so ready for my first Twitter fight. It's like all the rage. The celebrities are doing it. I'll start a fight with you later, <laughs> It makes you famous. Not that we're doing this to be famous. We're doing this because we love Jacksonville. Absolutely. <laughs> so earlier this week, we kind of did a roundup of some big nationally recognized things that um, we didn't have when we were young. So it'll kind of give newbies a perspective of where... Um, Jacksonville's come, and then it'll kind of remind natives how far we've come. Because I think natives tend to get a little cynical, and I think this will kind of help them boost their confidence and be like, yeah, we've really made progress. So what we'll do is I did some research, so I'll give you like a bullet point facts about each one of these items that we discuss, and then we'll kind of talk about our experiences with them, how we feel about them, positive or negative, and go from there. So the first thing that's on the top of our list for today is the Riverside's art market that kind of blends into the growing scene that's happening in Riverside right now. So just the fact bullet points about this so that if you've never heard of the Riverside Arts Market, which I find that really hard to, be <laughs> to, believe. <laughs> to believe, but if you haven't, um, or if you've heard of it, but you've never really thought too much about it, here's something that you can share with your friends to make you sound super knowledgeable about this city. They'll be impressed. Um, so the Riverside Art Market, also known as an acronym of RAM, was started in 2008. It is located under the Fuller Warren Bridge in the Riverside neighborhood of Jacksonville. We'll also do a show um, pretty early on that talks about the different neighborhoods and sides of Jacksonville. I think there's a lot of confusion about that as well. I know a lot of natives who they just stay in their little bubble. They don't come out of their south, south side or the beaches or anything because you don't have to. And then when you talk to them about Argyle or, um, you know. Then we have a neighborhood Brooklyn. Yeah, we do. And they're like, what are you Brooklyn's in the house. <laughs> like what are you talking about so we're definitely going to do a show about that and sort of um explain the mystery of the jacksonville neighborhoods um so back to the ram uh, it was a 15-year effort led by activist warren wood after he saw a similar market in portland oregon uh wood runs the riverside avenue preservation society which protects the original architecture of homes and buildings in those two neighborhoods which we'll talk about more in future podcasts. Uh, mention the uh, market has been mentioned in national press, such as U.S. Today and international press. Um, the London Finan the Financial Times of London featured there we go our art market. Um, 
basically, I mean, you pretty much probably guess what it is, but it features produce and foods of local farmers, um, and I like to call them food artisans, like hand um, homemade cheese and pickled goods, breads, and then local art and there's a, there's a crafts. lot there. There's you know animal, uh, you know dog people there. They make dog treats and dog collars and all kinds of stuff. Arts. There's a guy that does a wood a wood burning station yeah, where he, burn, cool. he uses the sun to, to burn into wood um it's it's really really interesting very neat they do yoga in the morning on the river so if you're into oh. the yoga scene it's very interesting i always like the pictures but i'm not going to get out there that early to do yoga <laughs> no i'm not going to make it out there that's a hike for us um however they also feature local musicians in the um, amphitheater portion, so you can kind of get a taste of the local music scene. You can grab lunch yes. and sit down on the steps right there and look over our beautiful river and listen to some local artists. Yeah. That is probably my favorite part, is they have, like, every food truck almost that you can imagine there. They have, like, this crepe food truck. Sometimes they have, uh, well, they always have the Filipino food. They have Spanish food. Yeah. And so you get a real taste of the, especially the ethnic food in Jacksonville that's available. And then it's sort of like nice because then you can say, oh, I've eaten, I tried their, you know, at the booth and then I'll go to their brick and mortar because I know it's good. And if you have dogs or you just like dogs, that's the place to be. So if you don't have dogs and you just like to go pet other people's dogs, (laughs) the Riverside Riverside Arts Market is the place to be. If you have a dog and you like to take them out, we take our dogs out there and we love it. And that's my daughter's favorite place because she can just pet everyone's dogs. She's mm-hmm. just, she knows the rules like she has to ask. Yeah, it is. But the other really cool thing about it is it's underneath the bridge. So I think there's a Red Hot Chili Pepper song about that. Yeah. No, but it's underneath the bridge, so it's shaded. You're not going to die in the sweltering heat. Um, it's still going to be hot, but at least you have a little bit of the shade to, to help you make it through. Yeah, and then you have that river walk, so you can walk down... Um, the riverfront on the St. John's and you can look across and see San Marco. You can see the bridges um, and it's a nice little walk. And so you eat and then you can work off all that fried food that you ate. Absolutely. <laughs> and while you're down there, I mean, after you're done with that, you can explore the rest of downtown Jacksonville. It's just a really unique, I think, really unique and I'm glad that they put it in because prior to that, I don't think there was a whole lot going on. No. That, that you didn't have to belong to the community already. You could just come from the beaches. You could just come from the north side or whatever side of town, and then you could, you know, f- just fit right in and explore Riverside um, like you can now. Yeah, and, I mean, it was slated to just be a retention pond before um, Warren Wood, like, took up the cause. So I think, like, comparing it to what it, w- like, what it was going to be, was pretty awesome and it also kind of portrayed some of great um private business and um non-profit partnerships that can help make this city great so that's kind of the it's kind of like the jewel i think of it's definitely a fun thing to do you know it's, it's not high pressure you can just walk around there's a lot of interesting people um, actually, the city of Jacksonville does a, a a little marketing technique called My One Thing, where people hold up their sign and say my one thing that they love about Jacksonville. And um, a lot of people choose the Riverside Arts Market as yeah. their one thing. And I, I would agree with them. That's definitely going to be on my, my one thing list. Which you guys could do, too. Tweet hashtag, it out. Hashtag. Hashtag my one thing. 
for the city of Jackson get retweeted and become as famous as Megan. <laughs> you have to do the marathon miles for that, okay? It's not, it's not, not that, that easy. Giving, Jessica. <laughs> um, you have to sweat for that one. <laughs> so, but just a side note, this is not the first farmer's market in Jacksonville. Um, the oldest continuing running farmer's market is the Jacksonville's farmer farmer's market and it started in 1938 on beaver street so just know we had other farmers markets this one was just the most attractive for uh, an event i think it, the, the the riverside arts market has a lot more at art to look at you know yeah I mean? if you're it, it has a lot more of the, the the photos the pictures again the art the jewelry all of that um, stuff. It, the farmers market down at the end of Beaver Street is just going to be more of the the actual produce, um, and they have all kinds of unique stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have really cool stuff. My daughter and I have gone there, uh, you know, a bunch of times. Um, you know, when I was little, my mom used to drag me out there because they had, you know, bins of tomatoes, super cheap, and, and she likes to make salsa. So. Miss Josephine is always looking for a deal. Pico de gallo. So <laughs> she gets offended when you call it salsa. <laughs> Um, so just if you want to go, it happens every Saturday from, I think, 10 to 3. It They have uh, the full thing happens from March through the summer and then winter, January and February. It's just um, they make it a little bit smaller and it's just farmers with produce. So definitely check it out. Or if you've already checked it out, then good for you. Um, the next thing that we... we um, Things pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool about Jacksonville, and it kind of shows that we're, uh, you know, getting, getting um, hip to what's, you know, cool in all these big cities. Is the craft beer scene? So, just some notes on that to sort of give you guys some little Jack's facts nuggets. Um, Anheuser Busch is the is Florida's largest and oldest continually operating continuously operating brewery. It's been in operation since 1969 and it's it's on the north side, right? It's right across from the zoo. Yeah. So before or after you take your kids to the zoo, <laughs> you can actually take a tour of their processing center and get some samples at the at the end of the of their different t- It's actually very cool. It's a very cool little tour that you can take. And yeah. Tours free. Yeah. And or at least it was, you know, back in my drinking days when I went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grow up. Um, yeah, I definitely do not even, can't even drink as much as I used to in my old age. But, um, and that's kind of, you know, the commercial side of it. And then the first craft brewery, like just brewery to open I believe it was Bold City, and that ha- opened in 2008 in downtown Jacks. And that's where, if you've seen like Killer Whale Cream Ale and Duke's Brown Ale, um, those are those are probably the most popular that you'll see on taps around this city. And that's where they come from. However, we did have some brew pubs in the early 90s. We had Ragtime in Atlantic Beach. And River City Brewing Company in San Marco. And that was early 90s. And that kind of, they've kind of always been like flagship 
pubs pretty much only what we had for a long time in the craft um, beer scene. And then now we have other breweries. We have Intuition Ale Works that popped up in 2010, Engine 15 at the beach in 2010, and Green Room 2013, that's also at the beach. We have Ardwolf in San Marco that opened in 2013, Veterans United Craft Brewery on the south side in 2014, and the newest members this year is Hyperion Brewing in Springfield. Southern Swells in Jack's Beach and Atlantic Beach Brewery, which I believe is a, pub, a brewery pub as well, in Atlantic Beach. So um, Visit Jacksonville, which is our tourist board um, for the city, has some unique opportunities for you guys, for people in Jacksonville and visitors to experience our craft brew um, scene. You can either tour it yourself. Um, they'll give you like this little passport and you can get all your passports stamped and I think if you visit eight breweries you can get a free t-shirt so it's kind of like a cool souvenir if you have someone in town um or they have like the brew the craft brew brew bus um that you can take and it'll take you to like eight or so breweries around Jacksonville and you can tour and sample to your heart's desire and that's about $55 per person, I think. So it's not bad at all. No. Like your local moonshine. <laughs> so that's um, something that if you guys are looking for something to do or you definitely want to go out in a safe way, explore all of the craft beer that Jacksonville has to offer, that's a great opportunity there. And because Jacksonville does not appreciate drunk drivers, <laughs> they will arrest you. <laughs> Our uh, JSO Saurus here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then of course with the craft thriving craft beer scene, we have na- a nationally recognized food scene, which I am the most excited about. And I think that <laughs> I think that is what really puts a city on the map. Like once you become a foodie destination, people are going to come here just for that. Well, we've been on, um, uh, what is that, Diner Dives and Drives? Yeah. Singletons was on there. We've been on Cool Haynes. Cool Haynes has been on there. We've been on The Prophet with Sweet Pete's. Just recently, Sonati's um, was, they, were, they had a filming there. Now, it hasn't been aired yet. But those are just off the top of my head. Three restaurants here locally um, that have been here for years and years and years. Um, well, I, I, I guess Sweet Pete's maybe not so much, but the rest of them. Have been here for a long time, you know. If you if you if you um, if you've been in Jacksonville for long enough, and you're you're out there talking to people, you will be surprised at how many people um, are successful in in the food industry here in Jacksonville. We have uh, Jeremy Ford, who won the Top Chef. Oh yeah, he's here locally. Um, we have the he grew up in our hood. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, actually, his brother goes to the church that I attend. So that's, you know, it's always interesting to see his post on Facebook, uh, you know, about how successful his brother is, um, you know, in the in the food industry. Um, and then we have the Cake Pop Shop, who's also been on some uh, Food Network television shows. So, you know, like I said, Jacksonville is just a cool place to be. And we just have a lot of cool people here, you know. Yeah, we have a lot of people who are really passionate about making this, putting the city on the map and making it the best city that it can be. And, you know, we have been on, I think Jacksonville's always had a good, like, southern food scene. We have a lot of, like, fish camps, and we have the seafood, fresh seafood that 
most of our restaurants here are so lucky. Yeah, but they're so lucky to have Mayport shrimp. shrimp. Like, they don't have to go far to get fresh seafood, and that, I think, really sets it apart. You can take a charter boat out in Mayport and come back and have the restaurant fillet your fish and clean it for you and cook it for you right there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't get any fresher than that. So we definitely have, um, you know, a great, and we, you know, we remember KJ's Kitchen off Mayport Road? Yes. Uh, that's that's been gone for years, but that was a that was a great restaurant. I think it had a lot of potential to be on one of these shows. Mm-hmm. And then we and then off Safe Harbor, which has kind of been taking over, and mm-hmm. now they have they um, have two locations now. Did they, didn't they take the restaurant out of the the one at Mayport? No, they didn't take it out of there. It's still in there. Um, lines are still out out the door. Um, and then they have the one over in Jack's Beach. They, it's also always packed. The cool thing about both of them is if you have a boat or know somebody who has a boat, you can pull up to the dock and, and dock your boat and get out and eat eat there. But then you also have Sid and Linda's, who Sid and Linda were a big part of Safe Harbor's success um, as, as far as the restaurant goes. Um, but as a family, Sid and Linda decided to relocate, and so they're, they're actually off of Kernan, great restaurant. If you're not near the beaches, if you're not near Mayport, you're closer to Kernan, that's a great restaurant to visit. Um, we, we try to go there at least once or twice a month. Great family to support. Um, so, yeah, Sid and Linda's is who used to run Safe Harbor. Sid and Linda, it's a husband and wife, um, but they've just since parted ways. Hasn't it, isn't it um, the people that do like the Northbridge Fish Camp, Marker 32, Palm Valley Fish Camp, I think? Um, I don't know the new people. Yeah. You know, I my husband, so my husband and I met at Safe Harbor. Oh, that's, that's right. where our love story began. <laughs> but under Sid and Linda's watch. So we have a little bit of a loyalty. I can't really talk without being too biased. <laughs> but uh, we have a little bit of a loyalty to Sid and Linda. They seem, they've seen, they they watched our love story um, start. So we, and um, so, anyways, there's that. We have a lot of fresh seafood. We actually, uh, Safe Harbor, actually the um, packaging uh, warehouse actually ships all over the United States. So our, our, Shrimp out here in Mayport gets shipped all over the United States. And as as growing up here and actually growing up in the Mayport community, I remember what it used to be, Becky's Seafood. So if you grew up <laughs> out here in Mayport, you knew, you, you'll remember who that, what that was. It was Becky's Seafood, um, and that's where you went for your local seafood. You were just spilling all the tea. <laughs> about, about this. I'm going way back. About, yeah, I know. If, you look, <laughs> if we have some... Like diehard Jacksonville natives listening, they'll be excited to hear all that name dropping. Yeah, I I love this city, and I, like you said, we've Jessica and I have traveled all over the United States outside the country, um, and and although Jacksonville does have, you know, I wish we had an aquarium. Can we get an aquarium, somebody? <laughs> there are a lot of things that I wish our city had, um, you know, or you know that was that the city could do. But um, as far as where the city is now, it's a great city to grow up in. It was a great city to grow up in. And um, even after living in other states and other cities and traveling all over the place, this is my home and I love it. You need like a t-shirt or a badge. You need a badge that you can just whip out when you go to other cities. I might, I might get a tattoo. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> J-Bell. I'm sure somebody can hook it up for me. Not a I was actually thinking when you were talking about how, how far we've come, my little, my little pea brain goes from... Well, we used to have Come Together Day, and now we have the Daily's Place. Yes. <laughs> so we, we've made a lot of progress. The Jacksonville Landing, which I feel like we could dedicate an entire show to talking about 
experiences there. And I would actually say, but unfortunately, I think the Jacksonville landing has gone in the wrong direction. And I'm hoping that with with uh, Shad Khan, you know, taking care of the shipyard out there, that that it gets back to to better than its former glory. Yeah, there's just a lot of issues with that, and I think now they're talking about remodeling it, which I don't think is gonna answer all the problems that it's having. Um, but we'll definitely do a show just specifically on like what we'd like to see happen in downtown and what it needs more common sense retail shops to kind of support you know urban core living if people are going to move there so i mean that's a huge discussion happening all the time and i think it was not this fully but the one before that they had a whole back page editorial on the jacksonville landing and it was from a former former urban planner who wanted to see them not remodel it but start attracting more common sense retail shops that can support downtown living you know when i was a teenager the jacksonville landing had all kinds of i mean it was the place to be it was just like the regency mall yeah i mean it it was i I think what may have happened is maybe the these other st john's town center took off and Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where people want to be um, but yeah, I, I remember going down there on the weekends and, and, you know, and like I said, it w- there was just packed full of people and, and, um, it was lots of fun. Which since you mentioned the St. John's town center, we can go off script and sort of go into that. Um, that was something that's pretty recent for us and is still growing. And I think, um, I don't frequent it as much as I used to. Yeah, can we be honest and say I hate the St. <laughs> I love it, but hate it at the same time. I love that we have it. I love that Ikea just opened there because I feel like that's a big deal. <laughs> I think it's a destination. It makes us a destination point. Um, I love that if you're into high fashions, you can. <laughs> or five and below. Yeah. Can we talk about how much I love five and below? <laughs> you're going to find all of that. But it doesn't matter what time you go. It is jammed, packed, full of people. Yes. But again, going back to, to, to you know, the way that it used to be, um, I remember, actually, I remember JTB having cows on a, on on the side of it, you know, kind of where where the St. John's Town Center is now. As a little kid, you know, going JTB to 95 and seeing cows off the side. Now, you know, obviously, that, none of that's there. But also, I remember yeah. when St. John's Town Center first opened up, and I was so excited that the Commodores were coming, I didn't realize Lionel Richie had exited the group <laughs> so i was like wow we got lionel richie going and it was just the commodores and one mic mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was actually one of the only pictures i ever got of my parents together and smiling my parents Aww. are more like uh, everybody loves raymond's parents <laughs> they they kind of like to bicker the commodores bring everyone together uh yeah i feel like it was really exciting when we got it there was a massive Forever 21, mm-hmm. which now I shot more at, like, Forever 31. Yes. Um, that's what Pushing we call that the 41. plus size section of Forever <laughs> 21. Um, it had a good DSW. It had a lot of shops out there that we didn't really have access to um, that probably most big cities were like, oh, no big deal. So... And it brought in a lot of, like, national chain restaurants, but not, like, up, more upscale ones. So we kind of get um, introduced to things like California Pizza Kitchen and P.F. Chang's, which used to just have to go to Orlando. And, you know, 
I'm ashamed to say this, but the most exciting thing for us was the Cheesecake Factory. Because I remember going to Orlando and experiencing it for the first time and thinking it was, like, the greatest culinary experience ever. I've since grown up and realized that it's not. But when it came here, it was like, oh, wow, we have a Cheesecake Factory. Absolutely. And my food guilt is I remember when they opened the French Fry Heaven, which is not is no longer there. Um, oh, I didn't know but it was, that. But it was a French fry. You could go there and get a bucket of French fries, and they put all kinds of stuff on it. Just the craziest, outrageous stuff from there at the time. And uh, a couple of us from work would get together, and we'd go down there and order these outrageous French fry concoctions and and uh, just eat our little hearts out of, with French fries. But I do I do believe that, unfortunately, the St. John's Town Center was the death to Regency Mall. Because Regency Mall was uh, was was also a, a you know a lively place. I mean, it was the place to go. It was the Sears. It was the J.C. You know, Penney, <laughs> which is still there and still going strong. Um, you know, I, I remember the Regency Mall, you know, when they had the movie theater and the, th- the food court, and the food court was two stories, and then they remodeled it. And, yes. You know, this beautiful mall, um, you know, and then and then the St. John's Town Center came along and, and took a lot of that, that business down, further down 9A. Further down 9A. You mean 295, Megan. Whatever, Jessica. Let's talk about 295. That is, you're just moving to Jacksonville. That was something that people who lived out at the beach did not have great (laughs) access to and didn't even probably know what it was. I looked it up because I was like, I feel like they've been working on 9A slash 295 for my entire life. And they have. The reality of it is they have. <laughs> it is the reality. And they probably will be working until our grandchildren are in high school. <laughs> they will always be adding an exit. They will always mm-hmm. be adding an exit somewhere. Um, so the Maybe Western Loop of it. Maybe that's why we're number two is not because yeah. people love living here, just they can't figure out how to get out. Yeah. We're changing names of major highways and <laughs> do, we do what we want around here. Megan's a little bitter about the 9A change. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. She was complaining. The, I still call it 9A. I don't care what you say. It still comes up as 9A on your GPS. However, I did some research on why it's 9A versus 295. And because it was not good enough. 295 is a um, is an interstate. And 9A at the time when they built it wasn't good enough to be considered an interstate. So they call it 9A. And now it's finally, in 2010, it was finally up to snuff to connect with its um, brother on the west side. Well, they can take their standards (laughs) and go elsewhere because it's 9A. So the Western Loop was started in 1967 and was finished sometime in the 70s. And then the Eastern Loop that we were talking about, 9A, it took them 20 years to build it. They started in the 80s and it didn't get finished officially closed around Jacksonville until 2010. So it's like probably around 30 years. Wow, that's crazy. And they're constantly adding accesses and exits to it. Well, I think the whole 9B thing is a power move for those of us who just... I don't understand that. Do you understand that? I don't know what the 9B is. I don't understand what that is. But I do know that they... I guess if I ever paid attention when I was driving on it I could tell you, but... I always was like, every time I'd be like, what is 9B? But from what I understand, 
they just opened the latest exit to open up is the US one near St. Augustine, mm-hmm. which was something to do with 9B. It was a big mystery. Yes. That's where 9B started. I don't know if anyone understands what that is. And if you have an older model GPS, um, it, it does not register that you're on that little 9B connector. Do you have an older model GPS? Because I did, I just Jessica. Use my phone. I did. Okay. I just use Google Maps. You're such a hater. I can't <laughs> it. So, if you guys know the 9B mystery and can explain that to us, tweet us at Live from Jacks. But, you know, in other major cities, it's like in Houston, they have 610 that circles around the whole city, you know, and it's and it, it, it does make it easier to get around. But some my husband, who was directionally challenged, <laughs> will get on 295 in the wrong direction all the time and loop around the entire city <laughs> to get off on an exit. He could have got off one exit over had he gone the right way. But I do that from the airport, so I don't even get onto it from the airport because that little well, that, I get confused. That little um, the little construction they did right there by the airport is actually really nice, though. And you know, you yeah. can just take Duval Road or not Duval Road, Airport Road will take you mm-hmm. straight to ninety two ninety five. I just get on to ninety five. I did the two ninety five. Can we talk about mistake. how if the, the Jacksonville Airport is Jacksonville International Airport? But I feel like there's no international. Have you ever booked an international flight out of Jacksonville? No, I have never. You have to go to Orlando or lay over in Atlanta. Every flight you take out of Jacksonville. New Jersey. And you can literally walk from one side of the airport to the other in five minutes. Yeah. Like, that's not... If we really want to be, like, a major player in, like, this... In the cities of... Instead of Super doing metropolitan areas, like we need a bigger airport. Instead of a bigger courthouse. Yeah. Mm. How is it our courthouse is bigger than our airport? <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna add that over to my list of grievances <laughs> that I want addressed. Two ninety five Jacksonville International Airport. All right, we can move on. No aquarium. <laughs> Lenny Curry is not gonna be happy with me when we podcast Um. One thing that we are definitely feeling in Jacksonville is a better concert scene. I remember we didn't have... I don't think Jacksonville still packs out stadiums yet. Like, we can't. I think the last time they packed out a stadium was when the Red Hot Chili Peppers came, which was not that long ago. But we don't normally, like, pack out a stadium for a concert. So we don't normally get... We get big names. I mean, we get names, but not, like, we don't get, like, a Kendrick Lamar or a Beyonce. We get, like, Mary J. Blige, which, don't get me wrong, I like Mary J. Blige, but, you know, how many times can you go see her in concert? So, I'm super excited about, well, I have to say better concerts started coming, and it really wasn't Jacksonville, that did it. It was when the St. Augustine Amphitheater, um, they got a new, like, director for the person who books the concerts, and he started bringing in, like, cool art- alternative, like, indie acts. Um, I remember everyone was really excited when, uh, like, Death Cab for Cutie, if anyone was in the college in the early 2000s, Death Cab for Cutie was, like, well, the indie rock band. And that was a big deal. Do you remember how famous we were when Limp Biscuit went, went, went famous and he was from Jacksonville? 
That was when we were in high school. So we thought we were. We thought. And we're, the funny thing is, we're talking to other people that live in Jacksonville. You know, he's you know he's from here, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we have some kind of claim to fame. Fred Dirt, who, by the way, I uh, stalked him on Twitter because we were talking about that, and I wanted to see what he was doing, and he's like some sort of like. He's into like tech stuff now. What a nerd! I know, <laughs> but he really like. They really fell off. I remember when I was a waitress back in the day, um, having to wait on them when they came into town, because there was a certain uh, pizzeria that was their favorite, aka Al's Pizza. Um, I can't say that it was the most fun to wait on them, or that I enjoyed waiting on them, but it happens, and I scarred from it. I'm scarred from it, and I was so unimpressed that they probably hated me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But going back to concerts, we have... uh, So now we have the Dailies Place, which I'm kind of excited about. They're getting some cool acts. They're also bringing in some of these, like, cooler, like, 90s, early 2000 bands, like the Goo Goo Dolls and Train, maybe Third Eye Blinds. Well, you know we're getting... um Journey is coming to town tomorrow. Yeah. Maya Steve. They've been here before, I think. Okay. Sorry, Journey fans. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know you're I know you love them. Greg's gonna divorce me because you don't like Journey. <laughs> he's not gonna is allow he me a to big be on fan? this. Yes. He is not he's living in a lonely singing. world. Yeah. Is it's he a going? Little, he's a little girl. No, I think he thinks I'm going to surprise him with tickets. Does he keep hinting towards that? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm off on Thursday. So, <laughs> technically, I guess we're going to go. You're like, cool. You're going to watch the kids. Right, right, right. And $100 a ticket. Mm. Are you serious? It's $100 a ticket? And that's what I found, like, on Facebook Swip Swap and, you know, Craigslist and, and people reselling the tickets. That's not just buying them right off the bat. Journey is like a big deal. Like the people who love Journey, they love Journey. Mm-hmm. But that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's why we didn't go because it was so expensive. I was like, I, I just I can't. They should have, in true fashion, they should have just played live at River City. I mean, Riverside Arts Market. Under Not to be mistaken with River City Marketplace. Oh, that's true. Um, completely different scenes. One's on the north side <laughs> by the with airport. Mountain. <laughs> And one is uh, in Riverside. Uh, but then they should have played at Riverside Arts Market under the bridge and played their song under the you bridge. You should tweet them and be like, listen. You I did it wrong. Really great idea for you. I'm right. Um, somebody told me that the drummer, because he went to the concert, and that the drummer at the end came out and was talking about gun control and how important it is to, like, you know, regulate guns and pass this legislation and really, like, I think he thought he was, like, in New York City or somewhere in California, and he was like, you should have heard the crickets that happened after, like, everyone was like, woo, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then he came out and started talking about that, and everyone just was, like, dead silence, and he kind of, like, I think he kind of, like, realized where he was and then shut up and walked off stage, <laughs> but I was like, you can't come to Jacksonville, Florida. And tell them they can't have their guns. They can't have their guns, <laughs> which that's you know another episode. But the the concert I'm excited about coming to Dailies is Nas and Lauren Hill. That is exciting. That is really exciting to me. That is like my childhood 
all wrapped up in one. Like, all the feels. All the feels in that. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And then for people who are younger, um, Future is going to be here. I think, like, the end of this month or early next month is um, Future the Rapper. He's kind of a big deal right now. So check that out. How exciting. And then I think we're going to talk about two more things that are different um, in Jacksonville than 15 years ago and then slip into our other our last two um, sections that we need to talk about but one thing that we did do that we may never do again is in 2005 we hosted the Super Bowl I remember that that was a big deal um it was in the, the Altel Stadium, now known as Everbank Field, for you newbies out there. The bank is open <laughs> on Sundays. Actually, it's the bank is open on Sundays. I almost messed it up. <laughs> They're going to appreciate you remembering <laughs> that. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is the bank open? They were like, all this marketing we've been doing. <laughs> and she messes it up. paying off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bank is open I'm, after hours on holidays. No, 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 wait, on Sundays. They're like ungrateful. <laughs> it was Patriots versus the Eagles. The Pats won 24-21. And it was kind of crazy. I think we shoved like 78,000 people into the city without enough hotel space. But we made it happen. People were like, we had like uh cruise ships as hotels which i think is an adventure and pretty saucy but i think we got a little bit of heat from that and our downtown wasn't there just wasn't a lot of business i mean there wasn't a lot going on so they had to make things happen they're creating like pop-up clubs and shops and um restaurants and we you know i think it was amazing and it was amazing to see so many people influx in the city and like get into the spirit of having a you know, a national, one of the biggest national events in the U.S. happened. Um, but I did read an interview, like, um, from Shad Khan, the current um, Jacksonville Jaguars, our uh, NFL team owner, and he said he's not going to bid on another one for quite some time. He doesn't feel that Jacksonville has infrastructure. Um, and he said we just shouldn't set ourselves up for failure, which he's right. He's right about that. And you need to be realistic about those types of things. However, they're going after a lot of college stuff, which I think is smart. So, yeah, we and, and a big that. deal. So, that's exciting. We always have the Gator Bowl here. So, that's that's a big deal. And then, do you have anything to say about that? The Super Bowl? I worked for a Philadelphia themed restaurant during that Super Bowl. And one thing we said after that, that game was that. The Eagles lost the game but won the fight. <laughs> Those are two teams that have diehard fans. And uh, they definitely went at, went at it with each other after the, after the game. There was uh, definitely some fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> we need some more of that passion for the Jaguars. That was when T.O. played for them. And they had a song, T.O., 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 T.O. I don't remember the rest of it. That just was branded into my brain. But um no, it was definitely fun times. I actually went down to the stadium, you know, during the uh during during the the pre leading up to the game. 
festives, um, and it was it was lots of fun. It's called tailgating, Megan. It's a be- <laughs> whatever for those who uh, whatever they call watch it. the footballs. <laughs> very it's very as a water. It was definitely a larger scale of what we have during Florida Georgia weekend. They have lots of uh, activities out there, a lot of you know things for the kids to do, throw the balls and get stuff autographed and all that fun stuff. It was pretty crazy. And I was very proud to be a part of it. I got to be a community reporter for the Times Union, so I had to write like blogs about it and interview people. I felt really important. I got a press pass. It was cool. <laughs> um, that was when I was in college. And now look at me now. Check you out. Hosting a podcast in my bedroom. <laughs> By bedroom, she means super swanky office. Yeah. <laughs> in the super swanky part of town. Um, And then last but certainly not least, we have the best thing about Jacksonville is that there are way more young people in this city than when we were growing up. Um, When we were growing up, this place was mostly a retirement city, and it was like where I came to visit my grandparents every summer when I was growing up and when I was little. And um, Speak for yourself, Jessica. I was stuck here when I was well born here. I gotta leave. Wait a minute. Where are we going? <laughs> you got to miss out on all the terrible parts and just... Um, I cruised in in middle school. That was the terrible part. And you went to the best middle school. Let's talk about Mayport Middle for a minute and how awesome they were. Let's not. Now they have walls and they think they're all that. I think they're, they're a magnet school. They're a magnet program now, which mm-hmm. I wish I could have gone to it when it was like that. Okay, it wouldn't be so dumb. <laughs> um, so I think that's the the big thing that's like really pushing Jacksonville forward and making these changes is yes we have we have a lot of great people that have lived in the city their entire life and they're really trying to make change, but now they have an audience of people that are like we need this change and we kind of expect this change. So I think it's kind of a driving force to really get Jacksonville up to snuff in its urban core and um and, and businesses businesses are going to come here entertainment venues are going to come here um first tea is here now and they're more than happy being here and they're doing well and so i think um you know we've got a thriving art scene in the downtown riverside area and that has a lot to do with you know yes the jackson older jackson is but a lot to do with the young people coming and supporting it more i think and, you know, the craft beer and all of the restaurants, like, these things are, you know, important to millennials. <laughs> I think they're supporting a lot more outdoor activities. Yeah. You know, we have down in Baldwin, they took an old train track, and they poured cement over it. And it's, four, it's 14 and a half miles of bike trails. Oh, yeah. Cemented bike trails. Yeah, everyone um, raves about that. Which is super, super cool. And I think they're doing a lot more, a lot, a lot of stuff like that, you know, so that we are, you know, we're competing with Austin, the yeah. city of Austin, which again, if you've ever been there, you you know you know how how much of a big deal that is. And you know, I mean, their slogan is "Keep Austin Weird," and we've got to compete with that. Like every day, they wake up and think about a way to make Austin weird. And we're just naturally weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, and that's probably like the greatest thing about this city is you can have your nature and you can have your outdoor sports, and then you can kind of have that urban setting as well if you want it and not have to go too far for it and i feel like a lot of people that are on the outskirts i mean they get to have their cow farms they get to have you know 
the, you know, farmer experience or, you know, that country life experience, but then they can drive 10, you know, 10 minutes and be in the urban core. Well, and just like you talked about earlier about how we're going to talk about, uh, you know, in a later podcast, the different the different communities that are within Jacksonville. I mean, like you said, on the north side and really on, on the west side, um, in, in the outskirts, you can have two, three, four acres of land. You can have a horse, you know. Um, people ride their horses to the, to the Walmart, you know, out, out those little areas. And then you have places like the Riverside, you know, and then, you know, that have so much history and it's, you know, just so much going on. You can walk around, you can use the public transportation, mm-hmm. you know, and then, of course, you have the beaches, you know. Where, yeah. You know, everything just kind of slows down a little bit. And and then we have, you know, modern, you know, a museum of contemporary art. We have a Cumberland Museum, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all these things, so. No aquarium. No aquarium. No aquarium, yeah. Hashtag, we need an aquarium. Yeah, I know there's talks. I know there's talks. But, um, so now we're going into the uh, second to last segment of our show where uh, we each have to say one thing that we love about this city right now and one thing that we greatly dislike about this city. So, Megan, you go. All right. So what I love the most about this city is the water. I grew up out here in uh, the Mayport Atlantic Beach area, and one thing that I always um, consider being home, even after I reach the city of Jacksonville, is going over the Wonderwood Bridge or the Atlantic Bridge to come back to to the to the side where you're going over all the marsh or really any of the bridges. I love the bridges. I love the water. I love going on, you know, boats, kayaks. I just I just love that aspect of our city. It's it's very unique to our city, you know. Um, there's a lot of cities with, surrounded by water, um, but Jacksonville really takes the cake on that. Um, what I dislike the most is we don't have an aquarium. <laughs> I feel like you're going to start a protest about an aquarium. <laughs> I didn't realize it until tonight how much I'm upset about this whole us not having an aquarium. So um, I'm going to have to get on that. So the one thing I love about this city is... Uh, what do I love about this city? Um, I love the diversity of this city. I love that I can go to the beach. I love that I can drive a few miles and go to a garden or do a hike, a nature trail at the Jacksonville Arbitrarium off Monument Road. Um, I like that I can go downtown and feel like I'm living in you know the big city and then I like that I can just come home and it's quiet there's not a lot of noise um right now what I just really can't stand is the heat this this is the time of year that I wish I can move like back up north where you're a snowbird yeah and be cool <laughs> and be cool you're not that old yet Jessica <laughs> pump the brakes <laughs> So those are my two things right now. Um, if you want, you can tweet us your favorite things about Jax or your least favorite things about Jax at Live from Jax or hashtag Live from Jax. And now we're going to do our last segment of the show. and It'll be really quick, but totally worth it. And we're going to read Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry's tweets. Yay. I've recently discovered his Twitter feed and it's pretty glorious. Um, so I went down uh, 23 hours ago, Lenny Curry tweeted, tolerance is not a great virtue to aspire to. Love is much tougher and harder. Quote by N.T. Wright. Very, very deep and 
wise words. And then here is another one. He loves his sports and his competitions, um, which is nice. And then he said, five days ago, Lenny Curry tweeted, hashtag football is family. And then shared some wisdom with my kiddo football crew today. When player says bring it, they usually have no idea what's coming. Hashtag football is family. So there you have it. This is the first installation of Live from Jack's. Well, can we talk about uh, six days ago when he said started my birthday with a new toy? Uh, yeah, pictures of him on a skateboard. That's kind of cool. Also, what made me fall in love with his Twitter feed was that he was excited that Jay Z dropped his new album four four four, and he uh, tweeted that he was listening to it. So what about on July eighteenth when he says he's listening to the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers on MTV MTV Live from the basement? Mm hmm. That Lenny Curry, he's kind of cool. We like that guy. <laughs> so that is the first episode. It's a little bit longer, I think, than we intended it to be. But we will um, work on shortening these episodes up so they don't take up your entire night. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And, if, and we need your support to grow it. So... Um, follow us on all the socials and you will and listen to us on SoundCloud at Live from Jacks and um, follow us on SoundCloud as well at Live from Jacks and tell your friends and uh, text them, post it on your Facebook page maybe. That would be great. And uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right, bye.